Hi, everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host, Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I am wonderful. This this episode has given me a new appreciation for our hardworking men and women in the Navy and, and their friends in the village people. I don't think they're friends. And, and they're... Naval Reserves, to be fair. This is not the, the true Navy. This is Naval Reserves. There is a difference. Fair enough. Fair enough. They're... And I don't think this episode actually shows any respect to the men in the Naval Reserve, men and women in the Naval Reserve. It well, when the citizens to... get involved with anything, they don't really show it with much respect. No, I, I, yeah, well, this isn't, okay. Uh, hey guys, how you guys doing out there? We are brought to you by supports on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show for only $2 a month, gain access to all our bonus content. I encourage you guys to check it out. We appreciate everyone who uh, supports us. Uh, jump right into this week's episode. It is Simpson Tide, episode 3G04, originally aired March 29th, 1998, and written by Joshua Sternin and Jeffrey Ventimilla. Ventimilla? Ventimilla. Either way. Uh, this this is the only full episode that uh, these guys wrote. Uh, it was directed by well, Milton Gray. I won't say we're happy about that, but you know. I'm... Hmm. I have feelings. Uh, Milton Gray, this is the only episode he has sole directing credit on. I believe the only other episode he had credit on at all was Crepes of Wrath. He was co-director. Interesting. Way that's back. That's a long gap. Yeah, it's a long gap. Uh, well, well, okay, I have a question for you real quick. Sorry. Uh-oh. Uh, just Questions. Real quick, simple question. Uh, Simpsons directors, are they... Are they freelance or is or do they have like directors on staff that just rotate kind of thing? I think it's a mixture. I think they okay. have people. I was who, just wondering. I think they have certain directors with, who do like four or six or eight episodes a year, as many as they can handle, and then they. I think they have other guys who come in and do an episode or two or something. Okay, that's my. I I, I don't know that, but that's when you look at list of directors per season. It seems to have you see a lot of the similar names throughout the year and then you see one or two like you know they do one-offs or something like this it, like this case um so he finished 29th in the ratings nose rating of 9.2 second highest rated show in fox that week following the x-files but it did beat out ally McBeal. Ooh, beating out the the law firm yeah i know uh the chalkboard gag my butt does not deserve a website <laughs> Hey, well, that was back in the 90s when making a website was somewhat difficult, GeoCities notwithstanding. Nowadays, everyone can have a website. And specifically about their butt in particular. Exactly. Everyone can have multiple websites, including one about their butt. Uh, the I mean, Kim Kardashian probably has hundreds. Topical reference, Matt. Uh, the couch gag, Rocky. It's a Rocky Bullwinkle uh, homage, and it's awesome. <laughs> I, I really like it. It's great. Yeah. I, I used to... I, when I was a little kid, I watched Rocky and Bullwinkle before I went to school because it was on at 6 a.m. or whatever when my dad. Me too. When my dad was at getting, least on the weekdays. Yes, it was. I I wasn't getting up at 6 a.m. on a Saturday or a Sunday. My parents were kind, in, at least in that regard. Uh, the episode guest stars Rod Seiger as Captain Tennille. F- funny joke there, guys. And Bob Denver as himself. Bob Denver is Gilligan. Yeah, poor, poor Bob Denver. He doesn't come across great in this episode. <laughs> I well, I mean. For his one line. Yes, he doesn't do a bunch. I mean, again, Das Bus was in this very season. I keep coming back. Why didn't they do a Gilligan's? They had Bob Denver. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Uh, The episode begins with a dream sequence or a nightmare sequence for that, I guess, because Homer is trapped in the land of donuts and is on trial because he ate how many? A third of the people? Half the people? He ate most. I think it's half the people on the planet of the donuts. That's a lot of. that's, That's genocide. 
One, that's genocide. Two, that's a lot of donut. Although I, I believe in Homer. I think he could handle it. And plus it's a nightmare. It's a dream. So he can do whatever he wants. You know, there's no, you're not, you're not bound to the rules of, of laws of reality. Much like this episode seems not to be bought, uh, bound by the, the laws of reality. <laughs> now, Robbie. Oh, I believe me. This is going to be, hey, man, get, get ready. Okay. I, my memory of this episode is like I never really liked it that much. And upon rewatching it, not a, not really a fan. Um, Homer eats his defense attorney. Not really the best move, even in a dream. You kind of want the only yeah. guy on your side to maybe stay on your side. But then he he ate him. Well, he took a bite out of him. He ate the bite, man. Well, true, he ate the bite. But so he didn't like completely. If I eat bite off, if I in of front of you, I bite off your finger and then chew it up in my mouth and swallow it. What what does that say? Did I just eat you? Uh, that. You ate a part of me. You didn't eat all of me. Also, uh, in a human, that would have hurt a lot, but apparently the donuts are okay with it. I don't think – he's on trial for murder. I don't think they're okay with it. I think they're they're holding a tribunal. Well, I mean, they're not in great pain. Well, they're – okay. Are, we're, are You want to get into the discussion of donut people have nerve endings? Nope. I sure don't. Just point <laughs> it out. Okay. Uh, he But Omer is sentenced to death. He gets eaten by a giant donut. Uh, he is sleeping at – he wakes up. He's sleeping at work. Uh, it's time to take a break from – this very strenuous activity of sleeping, uh, and he takes one with uh, Lenny and Carl and gets an idea about their lone remaining donut in the break room. Mmm, donuts. Oh. Wow, there's only one donut left. Yeah, you drooled all over it yet. Gentlemen, there's only one solution. We place this last donut in the reactor core, exposing it to radiation, thereby making it big. Yeah, it worked on my hand. Oh, wait, it's this hand. Whoa! Uh, sir, we found the problem. Some idiot threw this in the reactor core. Success! You did this? How could you be so irresponsible? It's my first day. Since I'd never seen you before, maybe it is your first day. Very well, carry on. Ah, uh, sir, that's Homer Simpson. He's been working here for ten years. Oh, really? Why did you think you could lie to me? It's my first day. Well, why didn't you say, whoa, you're fired. So Homer's fired. Which has happened in the first couple minutes of many episodes and yeah. many more to come. Yes, yes. Homer does. He gets fired a lot and then ultimately doesn't matter. Uh, it, it is really an excuse uh, for Homer to, to be at home, be sad for a bit. Uh, he's watching TV and Lisa is reading Junior Skeptic Magazine, which I appreciate that little callback. Um, yeah. That's nice. Uh, and a commercial comes on, t- on the television, a commercial for the Naval Reserve. Daybreak. Jakarta. The proud men and women of the Navy are fighting for freedom. But you're in Lubbock, Texas, hosing stains off a monument. You're in the Naval Reserve, America's 17th line of defense between the Mississippi National Guard and the League of Women Voters. After basic training, you'll only have to work one weekend a month. And most of that time, you're drunk off your ass. You know, Lisa, I've taken a lot from this country. Maybe it's time I gave something back. Are you thinking of joining the Naval Reserve? Would you be proud of me? Sort of. Then I'll do it. Eh, sort of. Sort of. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe a little bit, you know. This is not big on the military industrial complex, but, you know, yes. it's Homer doing something. I can say that I like Lisa in this episode, Matt. I can say that. Oh, thank goodness for her, like, six lines. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She doesn't do a bunch. I'm, frankly, none of the family do much aside from Homer. Uh, they Bart has a little, yeah. but that's... Bart is the only one with any kind of any substantial time. Uh, of the core family. 
Um, so Homer decides to join the, the Naval Reserve, talks to the recruiter. Uh, some de- There's a don't ask, don't tell joke. Ha-ha! Because there has to be I don't. It's, sad. I mean, it's fine. It's not... I don't find it offensive. I just don't find it funny. Uh, <laughs> which, you know... That I like my I like jokes in my comedy show to be funny, Matt. Well, you know that might have been funny to somebody back then. Nowadays, I, it, maybe nineteen ninety. Yeah, I I think that some of it is this episode feels very a, lot, a large part of it feels like very dated. Uh, yeah, which a lot of Simpsons episodes don't ever feel dated. You know, they're timeless basically. And this one, a don't ask, don't tell. Like, hmm. uh, but Homer's accepted in the Naval Reserve because I mean, wouldn't he flunk a physical? <laughs> I would think that he well, couldn't make it. Well, it is the reserves. Maybe they're yeah, more lenient. I don't know. They're, they, yeah. Wouldn't they look at Homer's heart and go immediately, no, you're... You... Hopefully, but maybe they were just really desperate. I guess so, yeah. I mean, if their government's going to give you money, usually they test you pretty hard before they do that. Um, we we Homer is treating this like he's actually joining the real army or navy uh, and like saying goodbye to everyone uh, and doing the so... Both, uh, so you know, all of Barney, Moe, and Apu join him in joining the Naval Reserve, even though Apu is it's forbidden from forbidden. military service by his. Although, do we... which I'm not sure which religion he's really shooting for there, because I don't think that's true of Hinduism in general. At I... least, if history is anything to go by, I don't. I have no idea. We don't really. I don't remember seeing Apu anytime else in this episode, though. You I see him in the background a couple okay. times. Okay, I, I, he doesn't get any like. Real time, Barney and Mo get a, a couple scenes and stuff, but yeah. I don't remember seeing a poo later on. Um, they all join him. Homer says goodbye before he goes to boot camp. See you in a week. Good luck, Dad. Although I'm morally opposed to the military-industrial complex of which you are now a part. Aw, that's sweet, honey. I'll bring you back a hat. Hey, Homer, bring me back a torpedo. No. But Flanders got his kids torpedoes. Oh, he did, did he? I'll show him. I'll bring you a weapon of unimaginable destructive power. Homer? But only if you're good. Even if you're not. Even if you're not, Matt. Even if you're not. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's a... I, again, they... they Homer has there's a lot of stuff here with Homer saying about his family, but I don't know why it's I, I guess it's just it feels very rote. Homer goes to the boot camp. The boot camp scene in particular feels kind of I, I don't know. It doesn't do much. It feels I, very generic. It's, it's not very Navy specific. It's all just like here's three jokes and then he graduates. Uh, he he has a, a, a little bit of a, a, a scene with the drill sergeant. Um he, he Homer regrets losing all of that hair. <laughs> yes, those those two little strands that they're all Homer has. He's, He's very attached to them. Uh, Barney without hair looks a lot like Lee and Kampowski. Hmm, shocking. Also, is that Barney who puts up the uh, the the uh, pinup of somebody who looks a lot like Homer? Yes, it is. Okay, Homer uh, has just a little. Homer has a pinup of Marge. Uh, which when did that? Whatever. And then Barney has a pinup of basically Homer in the same pose. That's just I don't extra yeah, creepy. I don't. It doesn't make like most of the things in this episode. It doesn't make any sense. <sighs> Fair enough. And not not really. I didn't find it very like. There's a, another a little joke in here about Homer trying to tie a special knot onto a ship. And a sheep sh- shank. Sheep shank knot. The knot. The rope is not attached to the boat, which is like a gigantic frigate or something, a battleship. Who knows? And the, it then goes off of a waterfall. Like, Which makes this a really weird place to be, have a innate, no, ships. <laughs> it, okay, man, this is a question. I'm gonna ask you this question now. We can revisit it later, maybe if you don't want to answer it. Uh oh. 
this is a basic Simpsons question, okay? Not necessarily. Oh, Lord. What kind of reality does the Simpsons operate in? And what does it assume that we assume about its reality? That is a fantastic question that no one can answer. I think I can answer it, honestly, is that it's mostly real. You know, it's it's mostly, mostly there. Yeah, there are a few of those times when it's like, okay, maybe kind of sort of, uh, you know, something slightly magical happens, like Sherry Bobbins, whatever. And then there are times where things just... The problem with this episode is that things seem like they should be real, but are not real in really stupid ways. That's the best way I can describe it. I, it's, uh, like, I try and, like, I try and, I, I don't want to unfairly criticize episodes for being too cartoonish. Because I, I, I think sometimes I probably do that. But I, I, you know, when you mentioned Sherry Bobbins, that episode is about Sherry Bobbins and about, in contrasting her and that kind of magical, whatever, Disneyism. Mix and, and combine that with The Simpsons, and The Simpsons end up kind of breaking, breaking Sarah Bobbins because of they just they defeat the Disney magic basically. <laughs> and I like I I usually don't mind it when it's a when they really put it front and center and make the episode about that. I don't one I don't know what this episode's about. Like I don't it doesn't have any theme. It really it, it's just a bunch of gags. You know, and that's not necessarily yeah. that's not necessarily a bad thing. I I just I just don't also don't find it terrifically funny for the most part. Um, but I it's it's right there when that ship goes over a waterfall where I go, what what what's hap? I okay I I you know I dismiss it because it's one little <laughs> gag. I'm like okay whatever. It but episode continues like in that many ways. But there's various of these little gags uh, around the uh, boot camp. But eventually, everyone graduates, uh, and they have a little graduation scene where they graduate, and then a pastry chefs graduate, and then finally World War One historical reenactors graduate, and they have spiky helmets, and so they throw the spiky helmets. Scary, but you know, they they throw the spiky helmets up in the air, and they land on their heads, and it's a funny bit. Ha 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 ha. Funny ha ha. I didn't. Uh, and we go to commercial. That's the Homer has graduated from basic training. That's basically yes. how the, the we go to commercial. Yeah. And when we come back, we get to finally get to the part where the, the other family members are involved in some way. Uh, we start off with Milhouse and Bart. Hey, Bart, check out my new earring. Pretty cool, huh? Milhouse, my mom wears earrings. Do you think she's cool? No, I think she's hot. Sorry, it just slipped out. <laughs> hey, look, Milhouse has an earring. Hey, if you want cool, check this out. Everybody, if you can, do the Bartman. Check your body, turn it out. If you can, can't, do the Bartman. Yeah. That is so 1991. Yes, as Ralph points out, that is so 1991. I Yes. I, I love Ralph. I, yeah, Ralph's good. And th- that is actually, like, not the typical Ralph one-liner that sometimes we, we talked about a lot last week. Uh, I, I like the Bart B-plot. It's not much of a B plot. It's very minor. It's much more interesting to me than the A plot. Uh, yeah. just not real much happens with it. You know, like it feels like it is very underdeveloped and could say something about Homer and or Bart's relationship, but it just kind of comes down to Bart like, here's an earring, and then Homer takes the earring. Like it's not, I don't know. It, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like it is essential to the episode. Like uh, no, it's definitely not. <laughs> it it is a neat little thing, and I I like the idea of this them always like 
whenever they show Bart as maybe not the coolest kid, like he's su- supposed to be, like that's always interesting to me. And Ralph, like, hey, the thing, like poking fun at their own kind of like, yeah, Bart can't sing the Bartman for you know eight years. Like it doesn't work anymore. You can't do that forever. <laughs> that's fun. Um, also, man, if I'm you know if I'm Millhouse, you know I don't blame him for having a little bit of a crush on Marsh. It's all right. You know that happens when you're a little kid. Yeah. You're a little boy. You yeah. get crushes on your friends' mothers. It's yeah. weird. It's not weird. It's all right. She's a she's a good woman. Hmm. She's pretty. It's true. She's hardworking, loyal. Yeah. Anyway, only 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 a minor gambling addiction. <laughs> minor gambling addiction and a, a a big morality complex. But you know you can get around that. I mean, she's a better one. I I mean between her and Homer, she's the better catch. Well, obviously. Yes. I mean, for realsies. Um, not about some place. Oh, uh, next up, we get to see, uh, once they get to school, a Principal Skinner's reaction to Milhouse's new cool accessory. Young man, the school dress code specifically forbids the wearing of earrings unless you're of gypsy extraction. Uh, I'm a gypsy. Oh, really? Prove it. Uh, I want to suck your blood. Uh-uh, that's a vampire. But, uh... They're also covered. Carry on. So, yes, uh, apparently being a vampire is a protected class, and Milhouse has no idea what gypsies are. Uh, it's Springfield Elementary for you. Where are the other vampires in the school? You know, I'm not sure there are any. Well, maybe maybe that somewhere somewhere in the school district there was a vampire child, or claimed to be a vampire child, and they were like, well, we have to make accommodations. I, that's, okay. It's the vampire lobby, Robbie. Come I'm, on. Uh, that's, as I like the sound of the vampire lobby. Has a nice sound to it. It's a new. It's my. Never mind. I have bad jokes, but okay. What, what are we? What's going on? Sure what happens do. next? All right. Uh, next up, we go back to Homer, uh, who is using certain parts of his uniform to attempt to seduce March, uh, namely his hat, uh, his collar, and his sword. Uh, and in Homer, you know, the less said about this, the better. Uh, Homer and Marge are doing fun things, and Homer's trying to uh, impress her with his uniform, and it works because it's Marge, and she loves Homer. We also see Homer hanging out with uh, the other veterans of foreign wars. Uh, Un- unpopular weird... foreign wars, man. Sorry, unpopular Un- wars. Sorry. Yes. We see some random guy with an eye patch uh, talking about how he got the eye patch. Turns out it was a little umbrella and a mai tai. Uh, Abe tells a story about beating up JFK on PT one hundred nine because he said "Ich bin ein Berliner," uh, which made him into a Nazi, I guess. Which I'm sure Abe. That's the way he does. Um, we also see Bob Denver perform at the USO show uh, in his one line complaining about people uh, always recognizing him as Gilton and hitting him with their hats, which I have no doubt has actually happened to the real Bob Denver because people are awful. I mean, poor Bob Denver. Poor Bob Denver. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Bart goes to get an earring. Uh, because, you know, he saw Milhouse had one, so therefore he has to get one. The whole mall is turning into a Starbucks, and he got the last piercing uh, place before it turned into a Starbucks as well. So Bart walks out with an earring and a cup of coffee, coffee of some type. I That is, another, like, ding, 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 another kind of very dated joke now. Yeah. Like, st- it was really funny at one time because it was a, a an ever-present reality, but... I got a lot of Starbucks jokes in between now and then. I don't. It's kind of hard to get. An, I, I got it. Yeah, Starbucks are everywhere. Okay, got it. They really are. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's it's funny I mean, now. Mm-hmm. Not in Canada, really. There's we have a lot of coffee options. <gasps> well, you have Tim Hortons. Tim Hortons. Starbucks. Tim Hortons over. I think here <gasps> I'm gonna commit. I'm gonna commit a Canadian sin. I guess I like Starbucks more than Tim Hortons. Whoa. 
Whoa! Oh my God! All right, mainly, all right. We main, need to move mainly before you get kicked. Out. Mainly because I don't order coffee outside of I make my own coffee at home, and I don't really drink coffee elsewhere. And I just want pastries at Starbucks. It's better pastries. Oh well, that's a good point. Starbucks does have some pretty good food. It's I mean, surprising, wrong, actually. I mean, nothing wrong with Tim Hortons. I, I just prefer Starbucks. Starbucks has more caffeine in their drinks too, which is really all I care about. I do not care about taste or any really anything else. Honestly, most caffeine is really on the main concern. I need to so, get. Yeah. It, I need to get it in my body. How does Homer feel about Bart's earring, Matt? Homer is not a fan. Uh, Bart gets home and shows everyone his earring, and of course Homer freaks out uh, because it's Homer. He hates anything new uh, unless it's food related. Unluckily for Bart, when he goes to school the next day, everyone has an earring. Uh, I believe Nelson's is a hood ornament, and Ralph's is pinned to his shirt because it's Ralph. Of course, it is. Poor Ralph. Uh, I mean, I like this little seed. Is like I think could be really interesting. It feels like a little bit of an extension of Homer's phobia, a little bit of extension of like Bart showing individual like you could i i I thought this is really interesting seed for a story about bart trying to show individuality and homer trying to stomp it out and like that is an interesting idea when juxtaposed with homer joining the military because the military obviously wants to stomp out individuality as well you know they once you have you are in a unit you are not a you're not a man anymore you're part of a greater machine um and i think you could do something really interesting with that and they don't really do anything with it in this episode. It just is kind of in the background, taking up some space. Indeed. It's a little disappointing. It, it would be a very interesting episode on its own. Like if it were the A plot at Homer and the Neighborhood Reserve were the B plot, it would be kind of interesting because you have Bart fighting with uh, uh, conformity and you know trying to be on his own. And he doesn't get a chance to go anywhere because it has to all be out of Homer, of course. Uh-huh. I mean, that's... Speaking of Homer. Yeah. Uh, Homer uh, is told they're going to be participating in war games, and uh, he responds with the... I'll just play it. Next weekend, we're having our annual war games. Now, Simpson, because of your many years as a nuclear technician, we're putting you on a nuclear sub. Nuclear. It's pronounced nuclear. Whatever. Nuclear. (laughs) You know, I never heard it until just now when the drill sergeant says, uh, whatever. It it never came through. How do you say how do you say that nuclear right now? Yeah, nuclear, yes. Uh, if you're from the south, it has to be nuclear. <laughs> it kind of does. If but Homer <laughs> is not. Homer is from nowhere. Mm, indeed, Homer sure from, is. Or everywhere. Yeah, everywhere, nowhere, what else? Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, Homer at this point has to leave for the war games, and the whole family is there seeing him off because for once he actually will be away for an extended period of time. You know, this is probably their like one week. Uh, one or two weeks a year, they have to be away. Uh, Bart is still has the earring. Homer is, a, for some reason, still upset. Bart actually asks Homer, hey, did you ever do anything like this? And Homer responds by saying, I got my ear pierced when I was 10, but that was totally different. And normally, Homer's cluelessness is endearing and hilarious. This is, just comes off as dumb. Am I wrong? I don't know if it comes off as dumb. Homer, in this episode, is honestly smarter than the average Homer, I feel like, in at, in total. Uh, I, I feel like that line in itself is just like a, it is as close as they get in this episode for Homer to not be able to recognize, you know, his own re- rebelliousness as a youth and all that stuff. I think it's just a, it's a shortcut line to, for them to show that Homer was himself the same and it's not, but they don't, you know, 
it doesn't i don't it's fine it, again they don't do anything with this the story it becomes like especially after this it is it's it it, it is there to provide a uh a, a deus ex machina at the very end of the episode that's all it is exactly yeah 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 they it yeah. felt okay this is what it feels like they worked backwards it feels like okay they they had the plot line of Homer on the sub and they needed a way to hit him to save the day like they felt like they needed the the uh inanimate carbon rod moment and they worked backwards yeah yeah that sounds about right from okay what could plug a hole uh, okay an earring what could we do with that oh bart has an earring yeah i can definitely see that i don't know it i it going to trying to i'm trying to stimmy my own negativity i don't want it to weigh down the episode too much Oh, so yeah, yeah, that's just the way it goes. We meet the captain, right, man? We finally meet the captain, yes, and he is a man of few words, uh, except for the ones where he praises Homer, weirdly enough. Attention on deck. Captain Tennille wishes to address you. <clears throat> I'm a man of few words. Any questions? Uh, is the poop deck really what I think it is? <laughs> I like the cut of your jib. What's a jib? <laughs> promote that man. <laughs> oh, no, that's not the way that works. Don't ever promote that man. <laughs> Captain Tennille, get it, man? I, I, I did get that, oddly enough. Okay. Weird. Cool. I mean, uh, yep, that was a joke. Moving along. Mm-hmm. Next up, <laughs> uh, the crew sings in the Navy on the way out of the harbor uh, with the village people uh, who drown when the I sun thought, was underwater. I this is the one bit I thought was really funny. This is the, the, the really this yes, is it. Huh? This is the mm. bit where it's it's the like I don't find that like you know the singing is fine. It's it's not perfect, right? Like, but the fact that like they all of the military men treat it just like they would, and then they all are the village people's hats just float up. And the... I did I did <gasps> yeah, laugh at that. Funny. I won't I won't make any claims otherwise. I thought it was funny. It's not a great joke or anything, but. It was very well executed. Yeah. It's hilarious. <laughs> anyway, uh, the Homer makes whale sounds and gets invited to dinner uh, because the captain likes whale sounds. And Homer is, is fat, so therefore whale. You know, good joke. Yeah. Woohoo. Um, <laughs> the captain, for some reason, really likes Homer because Homer somehow provides the appropriate responses to him by being Homer, uh, involving peas and a knife, which... Uh, Sure, it's I guess it's coincidental, but the captain really likes Homer. Uh, and when the captain goes to figure out a torpedo obstruction, because that's the captain's job on this sub for some reason, uh, he puts Homer in charge. And of course, you can see on the faces of everyone in the room, no one is happy with that. But, you know, he's the captain. I guess what he says goes until a mutiny happens. Uh, Barney's mom is actually the one in charge of the torpedo bay. No idea why. She She just is. Um, uh, apparently, uh, to get Barney's attention, you're gonna poke him with a stick. Hey, 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 uh, hey, so you're, you've asked yeah. you've asked like three or four questions. Like, I guess he's in charge of this. I don't know why. I guess she's in charge of this. I don't know why. Homer gets appointed to a thing. I don't know why. You know why, Matt? Because it makes the plot move. Yes, it it the plot demands it. That's why. Yeah, <laughs> and that's why yeah. it's. I don't like it. It's that it's very clearly we want to get to the point where Homer is in charge of the submarine for some reason. Like, right. Sometimes when people talk about Simpsons episodes where they talk about Homer being the focal point and Homer being put in ridiculous situations, I go, no, you have like that's you don't have a point. 
Like, I, I disagree sometimes. But in this case... Oh, yeah. This is clearly, like, bending reality to make it so that Homer's in, Homer's in charge of a submarine. I don't... It's not worth it, guys. I got <laughs> I don't. I don't understand why. <laughs> I don't understand the uh, all of this. This episode being bent to this. Like I. I think of like Deep Space Homer, which I think is of like classic Golden Year Simpsons. Is that what episode that stands out of Homer being put in this ridiculous situation? And but it makes a little sense. It in that episode they really do construct that entire episode that so that Homer can go to space and it makes it maybe not realistic but at least reasonable you know it it it, he kind of forced gumps his way into this that situation and i don't think that this uh, you i you perform that same test of this episode i don't think it holds up it 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 falls apart under that script under that script what's the word i'm looking for under that um examination that works that's not the word i'm looking for but that that works works. um i don't it's just utter ridiculous thing uh, over and over and over and over again to get, and it feels contrived, and I don't want that. Yeah, like the, the best cartoons, cartoons, the best animation, the best any comedic show, the humor has to come out of a real situation because that's that's when people talk about how bad sitcoms are, they're usually talking about, hey, the situation would never happen in real life, and that's okay to start with, but from there it has to flow logically, otherwise it's just stupid and no one cares. This episode is that it's a bad sitcom episode. Well, it's not even it a bad. Like... It's not even a bad sitcom episode. It, I don't know. It, 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 it. The the problem is, I think I can forgive Simpsons episodes that go to utter lengths of ridiculousness as long as they're full of charm and humor. And I don't really find much of either in this episode. And that's the yeah, thing. Like that's I can true. like Sherry Bobbins. It is utter ridiculous. Like they have a Disney character show up in their in their episode. Yeah, it makes no sense. But it's full of charm and it's full of humor. In this, I just it feels wrong. And then we haven't even gotten to the most egregious stuff yet. Oof. No, no. I, I don't know if I would say wrong. I would say lazy, maybe. It's the best Toma- I can go through. Tomato, tomato. Fair enough. Fair enough. Moving along. <laughs> uh, since Barney is asleep and will not wake up for the captain, he decides he is going to open the torpedo tube and gets barraged with chips and beer and a donut uh, because that's where they've been storing their contraband, as he calls it. Uh, so uh, being the stupidest human ever alive, uh, even more stupid than Homer, he decides to climb in to the torpedo tube and somehow it gets closed behind him. <sighs> yeah, yeah. I don't see. I don't. I, again, that's the that kind of exasperated. Like, why do people? Why are they acting like this? It and, and like this weird reality they've set up. It doesn't. None of these are characters really. They're just. They're just. Plot, no. They're just plot contrivances. They're just like here's a moving piece. It, this will move here so that Homer can move here. Mm, I don't like. I don't necessarily like describing it in those terms, but it always feels like when I'm watching like it matched my memory of this episode. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, what happens uh, to the officers? Point, he just he he clears out the obstruction and climbs back out, right? If only that were true. If only that were true. Instead, this happens. Homer, we got an enemy sub closing in fast. Uh, what do we do? Oh. Fifteen seconds to collision. We need a decision. What would your captain say in my spot? Don't fire the torpedoes. Fire the torpedoes. 
We've been hit by an officer. They're going to fire on us. We'll respond in kind. Fire! Not me, a torpedo! So, yes. Uh, the captain somehow gets launched out of the torpedo tube, hits the enemy sub, which I'm hoping was just an enemy sub, you know, in terms of the war games they were involved in. Uh, and uh, he's dead. That's the last we see of him. He's dead. He's dead. He's really dead. <laughs> yeah, there's not. There's no surviving any of the things that happened to him. So Homer no. just killed Which, a, an officer. To be officer fair, as soon as the torpedo tube was flooded, he was pretty much dead. Yeah, he's probably gonna die. Yeah. Um, I. It's just. Uh, it's, I can't, Matt. I just can't. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like I don't. I just. I want to try, but. A, a dude I feel you, fired. Man. I feel you. A dude get fired out of a torpedo and then land, hitting an enemy. A like, does no one participating in this tr- treat it as like realize? Hey, this is war. This is war games. We're not actually. Yeah. Usually, you just they just find firing solutions. Like, and when someone is locked on, they've lost. That's how war yes, games work. There's torpedoes n- don't miss very often when no. you have a firing solution. <laughs> no, they don't. There's at this point in uh, yeah, like in that point in the navy in the weapons, like you don't need. They don't fire actually. They don't shoot any of their own guys generally. Uh, I learned this all from the documentary. Uh, water uh, down was, periscope. Down periscope. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I knew it. I love that movie. <laughs> it's a bad movie, but I still like it. It is also way better. It's awful. It's way better it's than awful. this episode. So that's really. And it also has a. Uh, 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 Kelsey Grammer in it. Kelsey Grammer? Yeah. So <laughs> okay. it's there's a Simpsons yes. connection if there. I think if you want to watch this episode, go watch that instead. Yeah, it's totally. Down Periscope's not really good, but it, I would. it's goofy in the right way. Um, yeah. That this, I don't know. It feels like sometimes this episode, when did Down Periscope come out? Oh, God. It was like, it was around the time this came out. That's probably what inspired them to do this. I don't, like, this is, uh, like, this, the title of this is Simpson Tide, and obviously that's allusion. 1996. Yeah, so it was allusion to Crimson Tide, but Crimson Tide didn't come out t- until after they started making this episode, and they added in Crimson Tide references. This feels a lot closer to what Down Periscope actually is, which is just like a goofy submarine thing. But Down Periscope has, I think, the only thing, the thing that eventually carries me through that bad movie is that it has some degree of heart in it. Uh, while this, mm. um, mm-hmm. and also what. Wouldn't everyone on board just go like, we don't want Homer as our captain anymore immediately? Yeah, he is okay, especially when it's a temporary captain appointed while the other captain was drunk. And okay, I don't know what happens, Matt. What do we do? What are we? What's going on? Uh, then uh, everyone calls Homer an idiot, and Homer just says, "Steady as she goes," and and that's that's when we go to commercial. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, oh man, this third act is a compl- is oh Matt. What, Robbie? This third act. Okay, so uh, Mo is the, I guess, the his navigation navigator. Even though he has a a, a a dude that looks like and sounds like Sulu, like George Takei, also there because they need to make that Star Trek joke later on. Of course they do. Um, but that they, there's a what's out versus what's in joke versus look all the because they took a hit from the enemy enemy uh, torpedo, so now they've lost all other systems. Uh, somehow. Homer steers them to Russia. Somehow. I mean, it, it looks like Homer almost steers them home and then decides to hang a right and goes to Russia. Yeah, a right. Because that, that's a... in Underwater, you just go right. That's how yep, that works. You just go right. Yeah. Um, Because Homer goes to Russia, he is now a traitor. Well, sir, treason season started early this year as a nuclear sub was hijacked by local man Homer Simpson. Oh, my God! 
I told him that photo would come back to haunt him. Could Homer Simpson be a communist? His father spoke out on his behalf. My Homer is not a communist. He may be a liar, a pig, an idiot, a communist, but he is not a porn star. <laughs> Excuse me. Why, Matt, why is they talking about Homer being a communist? You know, that's a good question. This was 1996. Uh, the Soviet Union no, had long this since episode, dissolved. That episode came out in 98. 98, sorry. Uh, no, no, yeah, 98. Um, now, Periscope came out in 1996. Don't right, get him confused. Right, right. I gotcha. Yeah. Sorry, I was, because, you know, <laughs> I want this to be down Periscope. I'd rather have watched that again. Uh, uh, Russia was no longer communist. It was uh, nominally a capitalist system. Uh, why is Homer a communist? I don't know. Why does Russia turn back into the Soviet Union in this? <laughs> that's okay. And so that's why it feels like this, uh, this part, of, like this scene was supposed to happen after... And then I could understand it because it, at least in the context of the episode, I could understand it because the next scene, uh, this is kind of, this is kind of what breaks me in this episode in particular is that this, that we cut to the UN and so, the Russia is now the Soviet Union again. All right. Cause that's the way that works. Okay. Uh, and I could even maybe find a way to go, okay, that's weird, but all right. But then. They show Lenin rising from his grave. Why is that weird, Robbie? I don't understand. I mean, that's what would absolutely happen when the Soviet Union comes back. Um, I don't. <laughs> it feels. I just. I'm sorry. I apologize. I really do. I just want. I just don't know why. I don't know why. Why is the so? Why is the Soviet Union coming back and Lenin rising from this grave in this episode? Give me a reason. The same reason that ship falls over the waterfall nearby? There is no reason, Robbie, because it's funny. <laughs> That's the best I can do. I don't, and it's not even that funny. I didn't think it was. I, I like it doesn't. But it. I need. I don't. I don't laugh at it because it doesn't mean anything. Like, what's the context for why it's funny? Because it's surprising. Like, is it is it funny because Homer is accused of being a traitor? I guess I, I don't like I don't understand like don't there's know. so many like there's this all this third act none of it makes sense none of it well of course not I I mean I want I, I like even in the most bizarre and cartoonish Simpsons episodes it, they adhere to a, a, a the the plot at least adheres to that reality in this it just bounces around from being like some serious military thing where oh their lives are in danger because they're in a basically uh uh you know crippled sub and then it jumps to a zombie a literal zombie this is not a trailer horror episode this is not a, a trilogy of error episode this is a this is a theoretically a episode that is parroting military type movies like crimson tide mm -hmm. you or and or down periscope if you want to even go to the more the extraordinarily comedic side of things yeah <laughs> but it it doesn't like what it, it it just props up all these things to rush to this ending, and I and that's all the every step along the way. It doesn't feel like there's a meaningful reason for any of this to be in here. It, it feels like a series of disconnected gags around a, around a submarine. Basically, yeah, it was like, hey, we got this idea to put Homer on a submarine. What gags can we fit around that? And that's how the episode was constructed. Yeah, and then the Soviet Union returns, and we zombie Lenin's walking the earth again. Not a big deal, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, we cut to the school assembly, who are preparing for, I guess, doomsday. Children, I'll be frank. 
In the event of nuclear war, we can only save our best and brightest. Therefore, space in the fallout shelter will be reserved for Lisa Simpson, Martin Prince, our championship kickball team, and Sherry, but not Terry. Poor Terry. Poor Terry. <laughs> what did Sherry do that that that, that they, they made room for her but not Terry? Uh, came first alphabetically. Oh no! <laughs> Is that really? Also, a championship kickball team. You can kick one of those little bastards off. I don't know. You don't want to disrupt chemistry. It's very important on on sports. You know, you got to have everyone knows, you know, they like each other in the locker room. You know, they need to know that Martin uh, not Nelson is covering for a space or whatever position he has on the kickball team. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was very good at kickball. I always like kickball. It's a good game. I love kickball. It sucks you can't play it very much as an adult. I mean, you can join a adult adult kickball team. They have them. Leagues. Probably. probably one in Orlando because it's never cold. That's a good point, actually. Hmm probably exists you can go uh trot your decrepit old body out there matt hey hey i I keep my decrepit old body in top shape it only fall apart after like three or four minutes <laughs> your designated kicker they just pop you in pitch yeah. it pitch it for whatever we need a home run bring in matt bring in the hammer <laughs> that's right because uh if i have to outrun anybody it's, it's not gonna look pretty <laughs> no, actually just... i can run in a straight line just fine it's when it comes time to corner it's like all right well, give me three blocks to make this turn <laughs> oh you have to round it off like a semi truck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the sub is attacked by American ships, right? They drop a depth depth charge on them, correct? To try and force them to surface, yes. Right. And it explodes. Uh, the ship is flooding. It is being filled with a clear non alcoholic liquid, which is a good. AKA water. Good line from Barney. Uh, I'll give him that. Um, Bar- the third best joke in this episode. It really is. Homer has a flashback uh, because it, there is a pinhole leak. Flooding the ship. A pinhole leak. Pinhole leak. A pinhole leak. Um, Bart appears and tells him, hey, maybe he's my earring. And literally, they just have that. It's not Homer is too... I would, I do say that Homer is mostly smarter in this episode, but he literally has to have it spelled out for him by Bart to what to do in this situation. Um, but he uses it to plug the leak. Um, and then he surfaces. The, it, you know, they're safe. There's that, at least. Uh, they surface, and they have to face... Uh, five different ships all surrounding them, Matt. Now, could, can you tell me the five different ships surrounding them? I believe it is the uh, China. Right. Soviet Union. Yes. The U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, I Me- believe it is Antarctica. Mm-hmm. And Mexico, I believe, yeah. is the fifth one. Mex- really? Mexico? Spanish. Oh, yeah, because it's Spanish. Yeah, I believe it's... My- I, I, I want to say it's Mexico. I don't think it's Spanish. I, like Spain, Spanish. I think it is a, a Mexican. I and I don't think they even actually say it. He just says he speaks. Uh, he just speaks Spanish to them. So he's surrounded by all these ships, uh, and he surrenders and says it's his first day in various languages. You have ten seconds to explain your actions before we open fire. Uh. It's my first day. <laughs> es mi día primero. Wugong kai chu gong gong cho. Quack, quack, quack. Seaman Simpson, your actions have given the Navy a black eye from which it may never recover. I would throw the book at you, but I've been indicted in the tailhook scandal. Goodbye. I too would punish you, but I'm under indictment for accepting bribes from military contractors. Um, I torpedoed a carnival cruise ship. Impersonating the first lady! 
I think you're off the hook. Woohoo! A dishonorable discharge. It's the best we could have hoped for. You can't spell dishonorable without honorable. I think you're a hero, Dad. Well, I couldn't have done it without Bart. Boy, I guess I was wrong about that earring. It saved us all. Then can I get a tattoo that says, bite me? You never know when it might come in handy. I don't think so, son. A king cobra? No. Weapons grade plutonium? Ask your mother. Knockout drops? No. Ninja Death Stars? Maybe for Christmas. Uh, four ships, I was wrong, man. I apologize. Okay. Um, that's so how the episode ends. I have an extra one in there? Yeah, you had Russia. Russia was... Oh, the... the which, again... The makes, Soviet Union was that would not make, there. That would make sense because they were just added to the episode, but... That's why I thought. I was like, five, okay, that's it, yeah. Yeah, it's, no, it was four. Um, hmm. All right. Why? Okay, I don't... The penguins, Matt. You saw a zombie Lennon, right? I this did... is just the next step. I did... <laughs> I did... I did see zombie Lennon, you're right. How could I be so foolish? Mm-hmm. I did. How could I not expect the the penguin missile? Uh, the 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 air. What what is that? That's a, a uh. It, what they were all on. Um, why can't I think of it? Uh, I'm struggling, Matt. I'm having trouble. The type of ship that the penguins were using. Aircraft carrier. Aircraft carrier. It, the penguins had an aircraft carrier. SS Antarctica, I believe. Well, that's how that's how they defend the Antarctic, obviously. <sighs> I mean, yes, it would have been cooler if they were riding like some kind of orca or, you know, a large other type of whale that wouldn't have eaten them. But, you know, I guess they could have an aircraft carrier they borrowed. I didn't like this is that really was in the episode, right? I'm not like elucidating this, right? There were penguins that were that Homer yes, apologized to. And he said, quack, 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 quack. I'm not. This is all mm-hmm. just not product of my imagination. It's not a fever dream. Sorry. OK, uh, I it's I, I I don't know. I I. I like maybe in a vacuum, Homer surrendering to penguins is funny because it's so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But I just struggle. I struggle. I think I can end there. I just struggle with this. I struggle with the penguins. I struggle with zombie Lenin. I struggle with uh, the officer being a torpedo, and we don't know when caring that he is definitely a dead man. I I I just <sighs> it's I don't. I'm going to be a sourpuss. I don't like this episode at all. Shocking. I, I mean, know. See, I don't think I hate it as much as you do because I, I probably laughed at more of the stupid I jokes. I wouldn't uh, say I but... hate it. I just don't like it. I feel like it's – this feels here. This feels like a modern Simpsons episode. You know, it kind of does. Like there's no point to the episode. Like the story is nonsense at best and as mainly a vehicle to tell jokes. Yeah. And I don't – I don't like it when modern Simpsons do that kind of like loose assemblage of plot, and I don't like it when they when this one either. And hey, Matt, you know who was the showrunner for this episode? Who was that? It was Al Jean. Oh, weird. Yeah, uh, this is one of the very I think only two episodes this season where he, where he guest show ran, I suppose, uh, until season thirteen, which is when he takes over until the current day. Um, but Mike Scully did the rest of the episodes this season, and. Crazily enough, the Al Jean show ran episode in season nine feels very much like an Al Jean run episode in season 17 or season 23 or season 27 or season 29 where it's like he's willing to accept mediocrity. I, I don't, I don't know what it is. I, I, I have pondered it and hope maybe we'll have a thesis by the end of this thing. By the end of this podcast, after thousands of hours, we'll have an understanding of 
why what happened. Like I understand why mostly, but there's a lot of reasons. But and that's what this feels like to me. It feels like that modern Simpsons episode where you turn on the channel and you might get something fun and good and it makes sense, or you might get something like this where there's gags in there that are you know some are some are funny and there's character moments and you recognize and you say that's good. Uh, you know, there's there's seeds of stuff in there where you go, oh, that'd be really interesting. And then they don't care enough about the plot to make to really tie anything together. It's just a bunch of scenes, you know, that's and it's it's a part of the Simpsons episodes I like are the ones that function not only as a like a a, a assortment of gags. It is something that shows character, shows theme and is funny. And that's why the best Simpsons was so good because it did all that stuff. Right. And I think we've talked about it before how nowadays most shows that try and do this kind of thing only put out 10 to 12 episodes a season because if you're working nine to five for a year, that's it's it's tough to get out that amount of content. And now, I, I think when we've talked about the transition from season eight to nine, how, you know, at the end of season eight, everyone stopped working till midnight every night and started saying, you know, what, maybe we'll go home at, you know, six or seven, because with the amount of staff they have, it's really hard to make 22 good episodes like this every year. And I don't fault them for that. I would want to go home at five o'clock too. Uh, but, you know, Maybe we're just past the paradigm of television where it's possible to put out 22 good episodes a year of solid content like they did in the good, well, in, I, know, I, the good I, old days. I mean, I think that it is also – it's not going to get easier. Like, as the show went on, it's only harder and hard. Like, the degree of difficulty to make it still good and as fresh as the quote-unquote golden years, it's it's harder. Oh, absolutely. Every year it's harder and harder and harder and harder and harder because less ideas that have been – there's more things that have been done already uh, and the characters are not as nearly as novel as they once were. So you have to work even harder to double down on that kind of stuff and <sighs> this is that kind of episode. Um, I'm not – I don't hate it. Like I don't I, – I save my hate for the for very specific episodes that I feel like betray the very <laughs> nature of the show, which there are some. Um, this is not one of them. It is just kind of a sloppy thing with. Yeah, I mean, there's a jo there's a good joke here and there. The theme is not super offensive, but you know, there's no coherent narrative throughout it. So it's, yeah, you know. it's not like like if there was more of the Homer Bart stuff and Homer find like in Homer using that earring to save the day as a kind of representation of Homer realizing that Bart rebelling rebelling wasn't necessarily bad. It's just a product of being a young kid. And that rep that that kind of serving as a general symbol for the theme of the episode that'd be really good. But they don't do that. Instead, they do jokes about uh, or zombie Lenin and penguins, uh, and so it doesn't it it kind of sidesteps anything that could be gleaned from that. Yeah, I mean this this could have been more of a spoof of Crimson Tide, but it was not. It could be more of a spoof of Red October, but it's not. Apparently, Bart was supposed to sneak on to the sub with homer originally huh and it never happened that might have been interesting especially if they got homer onto the sub earlier i don't know i i will rank it at the end of the show for better or for worse yeah uh no submissions for my favorite episode however if you do have a favorite episode simply send it into sub show pod at gmail.com explaining why a certain episode is your favorite and i'll read it when we get there next up matt it is time once again for the sound file to work okay here we are Alt.nerd.obsessive. 
Comments to the news group is where I will come up the old alt.tv.simpsons news group, see what people are talking about a week or two after episode debuted. If there's anything else newsworthy, touch on it as well. Um, people liked it. Which is weird, but they liked you know. it. They like it was it felt the same as this little wiggy. It felt very similar grades of A's, B's and, and a couple C's. But nothing Oh man, I, I don't I don't know how maybe it was better back then. I think some of it is probably time. I think this like some of these jokes, Starbucks jokes, don't ask, don't tell jokes, don't age well. They're no. they're the, the don't ask, don't tell because of basically we've grown as a society and also, in the Starbucks, is because it's been hammered into the ground by every comedian in the world telling jokes about Starbucks. Um, you never see them say, making jokes about Subway. There are way more Subways than Starbucks. So Mitch, but you know, he was ahead of his time. I, I I don't know why Starbucks was. I think Starbucks is because okay. I don't. We can't get into it. I have a reason why Starbucks was targeted, but it's. I don't want to talk about it on this podcast. Fair enough. We'll save it for the serial fanaticist. I'm sure uh, there's something. There. I, I don't want to talk. I really don't want to podcast about it because I don't. I don't really want to. I I know why, frankly, but I, well, I don't. It's not. It requires much deeper discussion. Probably. I I don't think we are equipped to handle it. Uh, I I I was thinking about this. Like, why did everyone like it so much? I think some of the jokes are. I think it comes down to everyone has a different idea of what The Simpsons is, and. Some like I, 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 you know, I see it when I see comments about from from our listeners about like, you know, we they obviously sometimes disagree with what we say or think a ranking is too high or too low, which is fine. Um, But I, I, I think it's just if you ask a certain person, why? Why is The Simpsons so great? Their answer is probably going to be different than my answer. At least at a certain point, it's going to diverge. We'll both agree, hey, it's funny, and it has full of really memorable catchphrases and stuff like that. But I, my favorite thing about it is the fact that it was able to tell, use such, like, uh, niche humor, irreverence, while also delivering fun stories with great character. But some other people's answer is going to be different than that. And I think that's what, you know, and it's, it, it is displayed prominently whenever I encounter an episode where I don't but I don't like but other people do. And it's very clear that they have a different idea of what The Simpsons is. It's true. Everyone, everyone's idea, like you said, is different. And, you know, some people find it great, some people not so much. Uh, so luckily a lot of the time most of us agree. I mean, about this episode. I think not. I think as the season where as we get to when we get to season ten and season eleven and season twelve there will be less disagreement about certain things. <laughs> I think there we're I think we're we're in the most contentious I think contentious time right now. Like season nine and season ten is sometimes lumped in with those golden years, uh, but I think people disagree, you know, occasionally and they're like, no, that one's not or this one. And even like even you go back to six like and we've covered this, like even season seven and eight, people at the time were like, this isn't the Simpsons anymore. This isn't what the thing I liked. And you know, their idea of what The Simpsons is is different. Some people, like, in when they're reviewing this episode, they're like, it's more like season six. I'm like, was it? Is it? Yeah. I don't Whatever. Um, but that's about it. We can move on. Uh, our next segment. It's time for the listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog. We have a wiener. Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week. What is your idea for a Ralph episode? Lots of good answers. A lot of fun answers. I really I, a lot of a lot of answers that are similar to each other. And I don't think in like between Twitter yeah. between Twitter and Facebook, 
And that's the thing. Like, I don't think I, I, some people do both. Some people are on Twitter and follow us on Facebook and on Twitter, but some people are either or. And I think these people are answering these questions independently of each other and they had the same ideas. I think Ralph just kind of, I think Ralph's archetype and Ralph's character kind of just naturally draws out some of these very similar ideas because of who and what he is. Uh, first from AJ. I'm sure a later Simpsons episode has done this, but I'd like to see an entire episode from the perspective of Ralph, first person and everything. Instead of hearing what other char- characters actually say and seeing what we as the audience would normally see, everything is twisted in the weird Ralph way ex- we expect to see things. Perhaps give us a deeper insight as why he how he is. Uh, I know BoJack Horseman did an episode like this, and I remember being a nice look into the, spe- into the perspective and headspace of the character we don't normally get from the outsider's perspective. Uh, from Eric, Lisa finds out that Ralph is really a genius and that his idiocy was just an act due to boredom. Once Lisa attempts to make her discovery public, Ralph gets a crayon stuck in his brain like Homer, and he actually becomes that simple-minded, leaving no one to believe her or care. Uh, Mitch, in a Police Academy-style tribute, uh, Ralph decides to follow in his father's footsteps and become a police officer. He and a bunch of the other Springfield children join a junior cadets program and hijinks ensue, just like in Police Academy. Uh, the episode climaxes with the Springfield coming under threat somehow, but the police force are completely incapacitated, just like in Police Academy. Then Mahoney, I mean Ralph, leads all the junior cadets <laughs> to save the day using their unique and unconventional talents, just like in Police Academy. I think I will call it the Springfield Children's Junior Cadets Program 8, Ralph and the Clonosaurus. Also, Ralph's, <laughs> Ralph's best friend is a talking pie. That was, oh I, I, that was very good. I enjoyed that quite a bit. Uh, Quinn, uh, maybe a parallel storyline of Chief Wiggum and Ralph going through their own respective days, how they deal with obstacles, stumble along in life, and get bullied. Then the episode ends with them coming home and hanging out with each other in dumb but lovable ways that makes their lives bearable. That's very sweet. I really like that. That's a very sweet. I, you don't really see a lot of... That could be a fantastic episode. Yeah, Chief Wiggum and Ralph actually together doing things. Uh, Sean, Ralph literally could have the entire movie of Forrest Gump as an episode. Pick and choose, keep him young, show him older, whatever you have to do. Uh, Matt, Matt Matthew at Matt R. Jacobson. Ralph wins the spelling bee. You tune in, tune in for the title alone. Uh, David, so many coffees. Ralph Gump. Ralph tells the story of why he's on a bench with some chocolates. How he played football. Had a shrimping boat. Was at a march against the president. Was in the Great War against bad school dinners. Uh, Tom and Ed Kitten. Ralph takes something important from the Simpsons, then loses it. They must retrace his whole day and see a day in the life of Ralph. Uh, Bizarro Felger at Sports Club. I don't know about this one. We'll see. Ralph UG. He gets tangled up in a burka, and everyone assumes he's a Mideast transplant. Xenophobia ensues. I don't... Like... That might make me too sad. I, I think, like, it could be a very good, like, hey, Simpsons, like, do a social issue type episode, but I don't know if they're like, able to. To, with yeah. like the the d- degree of nuance that would be necessary uh lauren at el columbia 88 i would love an episode explaining the leprechaun that tells him to burn things how did he meet this creature where did he come from who hurt him and what things did he tell raf to burn these are the burning questions i need answered get it matt i, I get it i get okay. it <laughs> Mid- midnight on the third day i love lisa part two the redemption <laughs> uh, Danny at Woosh H. Well, how about a transfer horror couch gag where the it opening and Ralph can be the Georgia role that leads to the show theme playing? I mean, Ralph could be definitely be it. If they were going to do an it, Ralph would have to be one of the kids, I think. Yeah. Uh, Mike at Wood 919. Ralph gets locked in the mall overnight, uh, a la Corduroy the Bear, and at first he's scared, but then he drinks some spoiled orange Julius and starts to hallucinate a whole magical, whimsical world of weird fancy creatures. He then stumbles upon a illegal gambling ring in the back of the toy store, and in the kerfuffle, he summons his police chief father who has been searching all over for Ralph right to them and to him. The end. 
that's good. I like that. That, that ties together very nicely. Uh, Brandon, funny film fan. Uh, it's revealed that Ralph is a highly skilled Russian agent, like in the Americans. And how is a seemingly idiotic son of a police chief is able to gain access to information and get away with sabotage? He's basically, um, what's the kid in that uh, episode, Matt? Uh, where uh, Crepes of Wrath. What's the kid? Uh, oh, Ideal. Ideal. He's basically Ideal. Uh, Andrew at the Andrew blog. Uh, guest friend of the show bit cliche i'd like to see one where marge discovers that despite his limitations ralph is actually a talented artist and takes him under her wing conflict could be marge protecting him from art dealers who want to be a cash cow while he just wants to paint hey so that family guy episode what's that there's an episode of family guy where uh, they discover that chris is a great artist what's family guy uh, it's this uh, show that that showed up on Fox for like a week. Uh, it was terrible, so they canceled it. Uh, oh wait, you don't mean Thirteen Seasons or whatever it is? It's something like sixteen or seventeen. <laughs> oh now. my god, that's a lot. Uh, Gregory at GB Freeman. Ralph schemes to get Lisa back for breaking his heart. Eventually, both realize they are good for each other and get together. Everything is good until they are broken up by I don't know Mo. <laughs> Eventually, I'm gonna stop using the the the, the DOS boost answers, but but no, not, no, they're still I, funny. I haven't done it yet. Uh, what's your answer, Matt? Uh, first of all, I want to say you guys are fantastic. Those were all great, and I would like to see almost every single one of those. Uh, mine was uh, I want to see Ralph in a very a Mr. Magoo style caper, uh, where crazy things are always happening around him, but Ralph is too unobservant uh, to notice most of them. Uh, he just wanders around being Ralph, kind of like one of those a uh, day in the uh, the life of Ralph, but with more exciting than usual things happening around him. Uh, basically, you know, a little combination of that. My idea. It's very sad, but I still I don't know. I think it's oh, it'd be man. very I think it'd be very interesting. Uh it's I, I might be too real. And that's I think the only thing keeping it from being a Simpsons episode, even regardless of what time you'd want to do it in, it is Ralph basically getting put on a medication that turns him into a normal kid. And normal and slow or just normal? Normal. Like a normal second grader, not like a genius or anything, but and a normal uh, he turns he, he becomes a normal second grader instead of like a special ed kid and right. because he's normal again everyone doesn't like him as much huh i like that and, and i i think lisa or i don't know he could be comforted i don't but i would any he would not go back to normal ralph anymore he would be a different ralph and stay that way interesting i, I mean frankly hey guys this you guys there's not i think the show i'm betting that season 30 is the last season of the simpsons Unless, well, we'll see what the Disney corporate overlords decide, honestly. Uh, yeah. They could change everything. Weird. could go on for another 50 years. They have to keep it going, man. They got to add The Simpsons land to Hollywood Studios. I was going to say, like, you know, Marvel movies are never going to end. Star Wars movies are never going to end. They might. They just might keep The Simpsons forever. So I was going to say, you're the final season. Just go all out. Go crazy. Have all these characters change and yeah. do crazy things. But eh, whatever. Um, Next week's question. What movie would you like The Simpsons to parody or even parody differently than if they've done it already? Ooh. Everyone is going to just be the, their answer is going to be this is my favorite movie so they should do this. If you have Actually, it, I have one. It's definitely not my favorite movie, but I think it would be very interesting. I'm kind of excited. I need to write it down before I forget. Oh, okay. Well, uh, that will be on all our social media, facebook.com slash The Simpsons Show Pod, Twitter at Simpsons Show Pod, and you can email us at Simpsons Show Pod at gmail.com. Next up, Matt, you know what time it is. Yeah, I do. It's time for the No Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean S-M-A-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenge is where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions, one easy, one medium, one hard. Or in Matt's case, three hard questions for me, and I get them all wrong. 
Uh, no. You listened to last week's episode, Matt. You tell me those are easy questions. Uh, I have to listen to every episode multiple times, so don't tell me what's easy and what's not. Uh, we have a wager for this season. Whoever loses must record themselves re- performing a Trails of Heart segment that they wrote. Uh, I'm losing by, I believe, six points. Uh, also, I still haven't done my payment punishment for last season's. Uh, believe me, it is a stolen yeah, my I mind. I wondered why I hadn't seen that yet. I haven't done it yet. <laughs> I... I I have an idea for what I want to do because I don't want it to just be kind of boring, but it's been difficult to procure the things I need. Uh, I've kind <laughs> of found a workaround for it, and I'm going to do it after, probably right in the beginning of the year. But I tried to get stuff for it this week, and I just couldn't get a hold of it. So I I ask for your patience. It will be done before this season is over. I promise. Um, I'll start us off with an easy question for you, Matt. Are you ready? All righty. I'm ready. These are from Colonel Homer. What is the name of the waitress slash singer that Homer manages? Uh, that would be Lurleen Lumpkin. That is correct. All right. Your easy question, which I hope is actually easy enough for you this week. Uh, it's all from Radioactive Man. Okay. Uh, season 7, episode 2 or 3, I can't remember. Uh, up, up and What at them. animals do they paint to look like cows in the movie? Horses. You are correct. Horses look like cows. Yeah. What do they say cows look like? <laughs> Uh, what happens if you went uh, on a horse? Oh, we just have a bunch of cats together. Oh, right. Okay, that's what it is. All right, your medium question, Matt. Uh, what is the name of the movie Homer and Marge see at the beginning of the episode? Sorry, you broke up. Let's say again. What is the name of the movie Homer and Marge see at the beginning of the episode? I believe it is uh, The Stockholm Affair. Man, too easy for you. You got it right. Yes, that's right. All right, good. All right. Your one, which I think is a good medium question. Uh, who beats up and imprisons Radioactive Man and Fallout Boy in his floating aqua lair in the Radioactive Man movie? Um, It's the villain. It's because it's Radioactive Man. It will have a very Silver Age alliterative name, most likely. Probably also pun adjacent because it's a water, water, aqua lair thing. Um, um, I don't Barracuda something Barracuda. That's and I don't think that's right. What is it? Uh, uh it is Silly Sailor. Silly Sailor. Oh, I was gonna say Silly. You were you were dead on with the Silver Age thing. <laughs> well, I mean it's radioactive, man. That's all it is. It's yeah. just '60s Batman stuff. Um, yeah. Your hard question: What redneck bar does Homer go to after getting in a fight with Marge? Okay, he goes to. Oh, man. This is a visual gag, I'm sure, because I don't remember hearing anything. Mm-hmm. That's what I generally target for my hard questions. Yeah, because you know I don't actually watch the episodes. Um, You're such a... Mm-hmm. I don't watch the episodes. <laughs> I listen to them. There was actually a point when I stripped out all the audio and listened to them when I drove long distance before podcasts were as big of a thing. Wait, 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 um, wait, 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 wait a minute, Matt. Wait. Mm. You listen to them as, like, radio dramas? Essentially, yeah. I mean, it was it was long after I had seen them four or five times each. But I was just like, I need something to listen to on long drives. You know, audiobooks were expensive. Podcasts, there were only like four podcasts I, I listened to back in those days. And I had to drive, you know, four or five hours to stretch. Like music? No? <laughs> no. My, no. Music? What's your answer, Matt? Go on. Don't, don't, don't deflect. Uh, answer the question. The, the, uh, the, um, the, the, the I don't know, the the FUD house. The correct answer is beer and brawl. Oh, of course, the beer and brawl. Dang it. I'm sure I knew that at one point. Uh, maybe. Mm, maybe. What's my hard question? 
All right, so your hard question. What three roles is Krusty hired for in the Radioactive Man movie? Oh, God. <laughs> I even had to look one of these up because oh, uh, I didn't remember it. Uh, panicky Idiot number three. Um, I don't know. I can't think of anything. That's the only like thing that comes to mind. I think that's from a different episode, but whatever. Yeah. Okay. So uh, he actually auditions for the role of Crispy the Clown. However, that had already been cast. So seeing his headshots, uh, they uh, hire him to play Silly Sailor, uh, Angry the Clown, and Doctor Clownius. I don't. I, you could. Be, I don't remember any of that, Matt. <laughs> Zero. Like, <laughs> Luckily, I'm the... sure some of our listeners would uh, do remember that. So I'm sure. To, I'm, uh... I yeah. I I, I don't. Oof. Oof. Okay. That's. I'm down. Now I'm down eight points. I don't, I don't like that. That's bad, Matt. Sorry, Robbie. Why are you doing this to me? Why do I just get punished? I really thought Silly season Sailor would have, would have, season... you would have gotten after I... thinking about it for a while. The problem is, Matt, that I'm not smart. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. I'm, Come that's, on, now. that's the problem. I'm, I'm, I'm a dummy, so I'm not gonna get these. It's very nice for the listeners to pity me at times, and they're like, "Here's ways you can make you compete." And I'm like, "No, I gotta. If I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it." fair and square uh or i'm mm-hmm. just whatever uh that'll be it for for the for trivia this week we move on to our final segment segment we had every single episode with it's time for best episode ever best episode ever best episode ever is the part of the show where matt and i rank the episodes categorically as we watch them chronologically eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are um this is really low for me matt yeah I I came into this episode not really loving it and not even liking it, to be honest. But I was like, yeah, this is OK. And then I started paying more attention to it as I watched it. And I'm like, when did this episode get so dumb? Like, this I mean, are is... you thinking like sub 150, I'm guessing? Oh, yeah. This is like season one territory. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking, too. I mean, let me see. What's the most recent one? Uh, we have Realty Bites. Realty Bites is one number one seventy four, and I think that is an excellent comparison because that is another episode that I would compare this to, like it an, a season nine episode that feels like a modern Simpsons episode for good or for ill. Yeah, I, I would have to agree. I, I, I think, think Realty I, Bites is better, I but think, not by a lot. I think Realty Bites is better than this. Uh, I probably, I don't know, like where. Maybe above Dance and Homer. Dance and Homer. Which is number 179. Hmm. You know, I might even go lower than that. I was actually going to say, I was like, well, uh, I definitely think that Bart the Genius and No Disgrace at Homer are better than this. Dance and Homer, yeah. Yeah, I really think so. I mean, uh, I think this is better than Call of the Simpsons because that's kind of a weird episode. Uh, But there's really just, besides a few small jokes, there's nothing really redeeming about this episode. I mean, I was like... Obviously, season one, its production value is pretty low. It's like animation quality is bad at times. Um, you know, the voices are we Homer's voice in particular is weird. The plots are very strange. But I like think like Dancing Homer is season two, and it's not particularly f- very funny, but it holds together as a plot. Like it all makes sense. And like even call the Simpsons and Homer's Night Out, Simpsons roasting an open fire, like all these things like hold together. Like they, uh, it's a thing we're gonna have to confront as we get to more of these episodes where, you know, they're messy. The plots are just messy. Like, can the humor overwhelm these plots that are just kind of aimless? I, I, I think this episode, th- by the skin of its teeth, 
ties itself back together because of the earring. But I I I would put it right. I think right above Dance at Homer is probably where we put it. I I I at like one no the new number one seventy nine. Is that okay? With I can you, definitely I get on board with that. I okay. mean, like I said, I, I I would be okay with on either side of Dance and Homer. So if you think it's good enough, I'll trust. You. I would put it right. Up, I think right above Dance and Homer. I I think Dance and Homer is pretty like uh, I the thing I remember about rewatching Dancing Homer is that it's very dull. Like yeah. it has a lot, it has a lot, like it's very sweet and charming, but it's not very funny. And it's just kind of, it drags a little bit. Um, I think this episode is funnier by a slight margin, but also it has, it doesn't completely fall apart in the plot. It just mostly does. And it has a lot of very dumb stuff in it. Cart- like, I don't even call it cartoonish. It's just like plotless, just imp- like decisions that don't mean anything and i think those are the things that often wear on me like why why is the soviet union come back why is zombie lenin in this why are there penguins like the answer is usually hey we had an idea for a gag so we did it and like i like the simpsons because that's never that was never enough of an answer it was at least not trans it wasn't this transparent at least you know in older episodes if there are gags like that it never feels like we just shoehorn this in it felt purposeful. Uh, number 179 on our list, Simpson Tide. Whew. That one real low. Yeah, not quite last place, though. Homer's Aussie is number 185, but it got close. I wasn't... I, I mm. Homer's Enemy is still number one, and Homer's Aussie is still last place, 185. It won't stay there. I even thought... I briefly... There was a... I, I, we, like, maybe a minute ago, I had a brief idea. Maybe it's below Homer's Odyssey, but I don't. I don't think it is. Not yet. But we'll get there. We're trucking through them. Indeed we are. What's our next episode? Not speaking of. Ooh, speaking of, let me get to that tab. Our next episode is The Trouble with Trillions. Whew. Okay. Yep. Uh, I'm sure that episode I will have no problems with either, with uh, Mr. Burns stealing a trillion nope. dollar bill. Nope. I'm totally not uh, just going to coast through the next couple episodes so we can get to Trash of the Titans. It's not <laughs> what I'm doing at all. A lot of people don't like Trash of the Titans. They're weird. Eh, I understand it. Uh, and there's girly edition. Girly edition's good. I mean, it's okay. It's I not guess. bad. It's okay. What's King of the Hill about? Oh, that's the right power sauce. Uh, yeah, the, the the murder horn. Yeah, and lost our lo- ooh, we got lost our Lisa, which is all right, and Natural Born Kissers, which is also all right to end the end of season. So I don't know. I and then we're into season ten, guys. Yeah, Woo! we're we're getting near the end of season nine. And we'll get to season ten. Um. You can find this list on our website, simpsonshow.com. Links to everything there, to Facebook, to Twitter, to our RSS feed, to our Patreon. If you want to throw the show a couple of dollars, we would appreciate it greatly. Um, reminder, next week we are having a mailbag episode, and then we'll turn to our regularly scheduled program on New Year's Eve with the Trouble with Trillions. Uh, you can find me online on Twitter, at Robbie Dornan. Uh, check out my other podcast, Handsome Boys Comics Hour. It's about comic books and the serial fanaticists. It's about every kind of nerdy topic that I want to talk about. Uh, just I just released a new episode about uh, NaNoWriMo, about writing, about self-publishing. Um, should check that out. Matt does not participate in social media unless a certain level of Patreon backer, you will not find him. That's true. However, uh, I got a new gene sequencing machine, so uh, if you got some fun messages, just stick them in a virus, infect everybody you know, and eventually it'll get to me. Yay! Don't do that. <laughs> don't? That's a... But why I, not, Robbie? I, I, I don't... Regardless of what Matt says, he is turning into a Bond villain. You should not do what he says. <laughs> exactly. I'm no, Robbie. Dorman. I expect you to die. I and I'm Matt. Keep watching The Simpsons. Shh.